Alright, so uh, we answer some questions. Now, um, this week we have these questions. Can we fly? <laughs> Can we fly? In heaven. I haven't finished my question. I haven't finished my question. Can we fly in heaven? Okay, so you think, can, can we fly in heaven? What do you think? Who want to try answer? Can we fly in heaven? Caleb? Uh, Say again? Why, <laughs> why do you ask me another question? <laughs> so Caleb asked, why do we need to fly in heaven? Alright, so we answer the first one first. So do you think we can fly in heaven? What do you think? Faith. 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 Can we fly in heaven? I think we can. You think we can? Alright. So why do you think you can? If you have a body like God's, then you can fly. Why would you have a body like God, Faith? Because like, if you go to heaven, then why you no longer yourself? Say again? Well, when you, once you get to heaven, you're no longer yourself. <laughs> when you go to heaven, you're no longer yourself. Okay, now. Um, who else want to try? Daniel, do you think we can fly when we go to heaven? Yes. Why? Because um, you can do anything in heaven. You can do anything in heaven. Okay, now. Now, some things the Bible is not very um, clear about. Some things God do not openly tell us. Alright? But there are some things maybe we can um, we can guess. But the guess may not necessarily be perfectly right. Okay? Now, one of the things that we know, maybe i make very sure everybody understands this. What's your name? I forget your name. Kelly. 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 Are you but your, your sister? Okay, I remember your name, Daniel. So, Kelly. Okay. Now, Kelly. Do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior? You do. Alright? So, this is heaven, alright? This is heaven. Somewhere beyond. We do not know where it is. And then... No ink. So, Kelly, if since you have believed in Jesus Christ as your Savior... What color is this? Since you believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior Now, if Kelly dies today So Kelly's body gets buried Alright Kelly's body gets buried in the ground When you die today, what happens to your soul, Kelly? Any ideas? No, alright So God tells us we have two parts, right? Daniel, what are the two parts? Um, Head and body. Yes. No. <laughs> there are two parts. The, the, the human body and the soul. Alright? There is a soul. Alright? There's a soul. The soul you cannot see. But the soul is who you are. Kelly, Daniel, alright? So for those who have believed in Jesus Christ as your Savior, means you tell Jesus, I am a sinner. Have you told Jesus you are a sinner? And you ask Jesus, please forgive me of my sin and save me. Have you done that, Kelly? No. What about you, Daniel? You have. So, Kelly, you must tell Jesus, I'm a sinner. Now, Kelly, do you want to go to heaven? Yes? Now, I'm not asking, do you want to die? Okay. <laughs> Kelly, one day after, after you die, do you want to go to heaven? There's only heaven or hell. Hell is a fiery, very painful 
place that's very, very frightening, alright? So Kelly wants to go to heaven. How to go to heaven? Okay, Samuel, how can someone go to heaven? Ask Jesus to be our Savior. Is that right, Ariel? Ariel, have you asked Jesus to be your Savior? Yes? Okay, very good. You can't remember. Alright, so you remember today. So, so Kelly and Ariel, you ask Jesus to be your Savior and forgive you of your sin. Then if you die, your soul, the Bible says your soul goes to heaven, goes to be with God, alright? Although your body is buried on earth. But, alright, Noah, what, when Jesus returns, when Jesus returns, what will happen to the bodies of believers that are buried? They will come back. God will raise them up, right? God will raise them up. God will raise. Kelly, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you ask Jesus to be your saviour. Your body is buried. Your soul goes to heaven. But one day when Jesus returns, Jesus will raise your body. Alright, Ariel? Understand? Jesus will raise your body. And what does the Bible describe this body to be? I say many times. You must be very clear about this. Sing, Yun. Oh, you were not. Oh, no, you're not in U180. U180. Clara, what is this body? Huh? Like Christ. Okay, like Christ. The body will be like Christ's body. How do you know? Okay, Joash, no. So, Joash, hurry up. What's the question? What's the question? The question is when Christ returned, when Christ raised the bodies. What would the body be like? Glorious body. Glorious body. So yeah, we have all this statement. The body we will have a body like Christ, and it's a glorious body. Are you sure it is? Yes. Where's the proof? The Where? <laughs> Where in the Bible? Jesus came in the body. But I told you that you must be very clear about this verse because people wonder what kind of body. Is it the Revelation? In Revelation, mm, Revelation will describe us resurrected but what kind of body we say we have a glorious body like Jesus Christ but where's the proof? <coughs> wow I made it so clear and I can repeatedly say please know the Bible verse because some people they say no we do not have a glorious body like Christ so do we have or not? that's the question Noah huh? don't know not right now correct when Christ returned so Ignatius <laughs> First Corinthians fifteen, okay, can let's turn to First Corinthians fifteen. Okay, where? Ignatius, you're right, it's 1 Corinthians 15, but where? Um, Okay, 38 onwards. Now, shall we read um, verse 42 and 43 together? Shall we read 42 and 43 together, reading? So, also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. So it tells us that when God raised our body, it is 
a glorious body is raised in glory. But still, it does not answer this part. We have a body like Christ. Brenda. Very good. Thank you very much. Philippians, what? 3.23. Let's turn to there. Philippians 3.23. I don't know, I have to look I just know where it is in my Bible I have to look Philippians 3.21 Brenda Brenda version Bible You said 21 Okay, then this is Joseph Deaf year Alright, so shall we read together? Now, who sh- 20, and 21, um, 20 and 21 together. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Saviour, the Lord Jesus, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto His glorious body, according to the working, whereby He is able to subdue all things to Himself. So does the Bible tells us that God, when He raised our body, will fashion it like how? Fashion it like unto His glorious body, right? His glorious body. So please know this verse. This is God's promise to the baby. Fashion to like His body. Alright, so why do I ask you all this? Because when Christ was resurrected in His glorious body, how did Christ go to heaven? Samuel. When the disciples, remember in Acts, the disciples all waited for Jesus, and then they were all gathered, and then they saw Jesus raised up to heaven, right? Bodily, in the clouds. So Jesus Christ, He ascended to heaven bodily, right? So, some people believe that since Jesus, in His glorious body, could go between heaven and earth, then the Christian body in this glorious body potentially could also move between heaven and earth. Okay? Do you need wings? At that time, there's no description that Jesus had wings. Right? Don't have. It's just His glorious body. Right? So I think Ariel asked this question. So can we fly one day when we have the body in heaven? Maybe. But why do you want to fly, Ariel? You're just wondering, is it? Okay, just wondering. So, I don't have answer to you. Why do you want to fly? Now, some people believe at that time that like Jesus, He moved between heaven and earth, right? Maybe the believer at that time will move between heaven and earth. But these are things that the Bible does not explicitly tell us. Okay? So, Ariel, maybe we can. Because Jesus in His glorious body did float up to heaven. Okay? Alright. Any questions? No. Maybe ask Sing Yuan, why do you want to fly at that time? You don't want to fly. Not necessary. Ben, why would you want to fly at that time? Don't say like, do you want to be Superman? Huh? When, when you have the glorious body and you can fly. Fly to fly to heaven. <laughs> okay. And then when when you when 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 you need, then you fly back to earth. So why you want to fly back and forth heaven and earth, Vincent? 
Uh, that time you don't have to go to KFC to work, so you don't have to worry about <laughs> going to work. Mm. Mm. So you can show to the unbelievers what's still on earth. Show to the unbelievers, show what? Show off. <laughs> show the glory of God. Now, yes, at that time, remember, during the millennium, will there be unbelievers on earth? There will be, right? But when they see the believers having the glorious body, like Christ, Christ's glorious body could walk through walls, correct? Christ's glorious body could float. The unbelievers will see and it will be testimony against them, right? That even with, they could see with their eyes believers with the glorious body, yet they would not believe in Jesus. Huh, Faith? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? So at that time, there are people who, although they see Faith having the glorious body, but yet they do not want to believe in Jesus. Hmm? So it's very, very sad. Okay, so number one. Well, when we have the glorious body, what is it for? Felix, eh, Rishi, what's the glorious body for? So that you can eat and not grow fat or not grow skinny? Not fall sick? What's the glorious body for? You understand, question? you understand the question? What is the glorious body for? Mabel, what's the glorious body for? To worship and serve God. Alright, so if, if you can fly, why do you think you'll be flying? To do God's work. Right? To do God's work. To worship. To do His bidding. Because the angels, do the angels fly? The angels fly, correct? The angels fly. The angels fly for what? Fly for holidays? The angels fly about doing the work of God. Okay? So even if we can fly at that time, we fly to do God's work. Not to enjoy ourselves. Okay? Alright? I know why you're smiling. <laughs> what are you thinking of why you want to fly? Share with us. I don't even know why I want to fly. Okay. So now, so that, that is, uh, we can't give you a very sure answer, alright? But we will have... A body fashioned like unto His glorious body. Now, next one. The next question is this. Okay. Uh, why did God make heaven and earth? Why did God make heaven and earth? So, who want to try? Shalomia? Why do you think God made heaven and earth? Hey, no, no, sorry. No, the question... Heaven and hell. <laughs> My mistake. Why did God make heaven and hell? Why do you think so? To test whether someone believes in Him. So those that believe goes to... Heaven, those do not go to hell. Okay. Okay, Daniel, you want to say something? I'm just thinking, um, to get sort the humans out, the good side of the bad side. For sorting, for sorting out humans, like sorting out laundry, eh? the dirty laundry and the clean laundry. To sort out those that do not believe in Jesus. Why did God create, okay, let's say, why did God create hell? 
Wait, before that, before that. How many types of heaven are there? Shama. Huh? One. Okay. Actually, the Bible mentions three kinds of heaven, right? What are the three? What are the three? There is. Which is. What's the first one? Yes. No, she put up first. What's the first? What's the first heaven? One of them is space. One of them is space. Okay, one of them is space. We write first, huh? Okay. So, what's the first heaven? What's the first heaven called? Yes. Is it the sky? The the sky. The first heaven is called the sky. Okay. The Bible. Okay. Yes, Caleb. What's the first heaven called? You're going to say sky. What's the first heaven called? The first heaven is called first heaven. <laughs> Alright, the Bible says first heaven. Now then there is the second heaven and then there is the heaven of heavens. Third heaven. Oh, okay. Very boring, is it? <laughs> yes. So, but you're right. The first, first heavens refer to our atmosphere. Alright? Okay, well, you're nodding very, very, uh, very, like, in, intense thought. Are you in depth? <laughs> okay, what's your question? Um, why is the first and second heaven written in numbers and the third one written in words? Why is it first and second written in. Because I don't know how to spell first, I don't know how to spell second, I know how to spell third. <laughs> no, I just. I don't know why. I'm not consistent. <laughs> okay? No, no, it's not a trick. Don't worry, it's not a trick. Okay, I, I, it's not a trick. So this is the earth, alright? So, uh, Shama, so the first heaven, when the Bible mentions first heaven, it refers to our atmosphere. Alright, our atmosphere. Okay, our atmosphere. Then when the Bible mentions second heaven, it's talking about outer space. Outer space. And then the third heaven is talking about where the angels are, where, um, yeah, where, where people die and they go to the third heaven. Alright? Beyond all this. Okay? So first, second, third heaven. Alright? So now, so why did God create the heavens? Heavens. Why do you think so? Do you think God created heaven? Okay. Um, Cornelius, why did God create the, for example, the third heaven? Why did God create this heaven? I think, Shama, when you say only one heaven, you're thinking of this heaven where people go to, right? The heaven. Why did God create this heaven? Why do you think so? For Him to dwell in. For God to live in. Shama, do you think it's correct? God created this heaven that you're thinking about for Him to live in. Do you think it's a correct answer? And for all the good people to go to also, alright? So all the good people, the smiley good people, alright? Okay, the smiley good people. Okay, to go to... Um, okay... Yes, when we die, we will go there. Alright, we say, so Kelly, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, when you die, your soul will go to this heaven. But who, who disagree that God created heaven because we say God in heaven? 
Our Father which art in heaven. Mm, oh yeah. <laughs> so did God create heaven for himself to live in? Susan, why do you think so? Not sure. Okay, last one. Uh, last one is Sue. Joash. I look at you, you quickly look down. All right. So Joash. Do you think God created the heaven so that he has a place to live in? No. No. Why do you say no? Not sure why you say no. Okay. Now let's turn to First Kings chapter 8. First Kings chapter 8. First Kings chapter 8. First Kings chapter 8 Verse 27 Shall we read verse 27 together? But Will God indeed Dwell on the earth? Behold the heaven and the heaven of heavens Cannot contain thee How much less this house That I have builded So the heaven of heavens is where? The third heaven Right? Now King Solomon said even this heaven cannot contain God. So did God create something for him to live in? No, alright? But he created heaven. He created the third heaven. Um, remember we start, studied God is omnipresent. Right? Sing in. What is the meaning God is omnipresent? Okay, wait. Sing in first. God is everywhere and everything is before God at the same time. Can you read? No, huh? can't read, right? Okay. Okay, Daniel, what's your answer? Oh, the same. The same. So disappointing. The same answer. Ah, oh, Ignatius, no, he's pointing, pointing, pointing. Yes, Ignatius? Ignatius, hurry up. Before I fall down, Ignatius, hurry up. The three of you are going to sit apart. What was the question? Okay, from now, I want you to sit in front with, with, with Samuel. Alright, the question is is this definition of omnipresent correct? Then why are you pointing if, if you don't even answer the question? What are you pointing at? My handwriting. Hurry up. Uh, Justin knows the answer. Okay, Justin, don't waste time. Hurry up. Uh, is it also that he's outside of time and space? Uh, yes, he's outside of time and space. That is why this definition is not so accurate. Samantha. Okay, this part is correct. So everything is before God at the same time is correct because God is outside time and space, right? So, so Samantha narrowed down this part is wrong. What is wrong? Cornelius, you remember? Uh, 
from BBK? It's not everywhere. God is not everywhere. Then where is God? So what's the answer? Um, he, everything's before him, but he's not everywhere. He's, everything's before him, but it's not every. It's not everywhere. Yeah. Then, where where is everywhere? Okay. So no one remember. Okay, Samuel, please get it right. Now you got a question. <laughs> yes, what's the question? Like, if all the time is before God, is the earth before Him? So if so, yes. So Samuel has a very good question. If if everywhere, every everywhere is before God at the same time, then is the end before God as well? What do you think, Tracy? Is is the end before God now? Yeah, because God is outside time, right? Samuel, God is outside time. So God is, God is more immense than time. So the end is also present before God already. Okay? So God knows the end. Okay? Now, so is God everywhere? God is everywhere is a very Zen concept. You know Zen? New Age concept. God is in the tree. God is in the wind. God is in the grass. God is in the sea. God is where? Uh, because the earth is before him, he's like in front of the earth, and then, sorry, he's uh, is like surrounded by God. Okay, very good. So, so this is how Samuel answers, right? Because God is outside time and space. So Samuel say, this is God. God is outside time and space. So then, earth exists in time and space, correct? Earth exists in time and space. So Samuel says, since God is outside time and space, then everything is in front of God. Get it? So not God is everywhere, but everywhere is God. No, I mean yes. Everywhere is before God. Everywhere is in front of God. So omnipresence means everywhere, every time, every time. It means all time is in front of God at the same time. Understand? That is the biblical explanation of omnipresent. Okay, omnipresent. So that's what Celso Samuel rightly understands that God is outside time and space everywhere is before God and everything is before God at the same time okay so sing in alright okay. so remember that but why I was asking this huh? what's the question why did God create that heaven is it oh yeah so, hev- so heaven is all in time and space so can so you see Solomon understood very clearly, right? Uh, Noah, Noah. So Solomon understood very clearly. God created the heavens and the heavens of heaven. Can they contain God? Cannot contain God. So did God create the heavens of heaven for him to stay in? God exists outside time and space. Why does God want to create a place for him to dwell in? It's not necessary. So what does it mean when God says, I dwell in heaven? What does it mean when God says, I dwell in the tabernacle? I dwell among men. So what does it mean? If, if the Bible says, even, even heaven cannot contain me. 
Alright, so Ariel, why did God create heaven? It's not for him to stay there. Okay? It's not for him to stay there, number one. So why did, when God says, I dwell among men, I dwell in the tabernacle, I dwell in heaven. Shalomia, what, what does it mean when God says that in the Bible? Around time, yes. God, when God says, "I dwell in heaven, I dwell among men, I dwell in the tabernacle," God is emphasizing that He is present with men. When you die, you go to heaven. He's present with you. He's in the tabernacle. It signifies His presence with the people of Israel. Understand that? So when God said, "I dwell in you, Susan," right? The Holy, where does the Holy Spirit dwell? After salvation, after you, after you got saved, where does the Bible say you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells? Dwells in you. Dwells in you. How big are you? You are finite, right? Can God dwell in you? So when God says, I dwell in you, what does it mean? He's present with you. Alright, so God is present. Heaven is present before Him. He is present with you. That's what it means, alright? So God did not create heaven for Him to stay. God created heaven. The heaven of heavens for His pleasure. He created it. Angels exist there. People die, they go there. Okay? Now i ask you a question. So Ariel, you asked, why did God create heaven and hell? So I explained already, why did God create heaven for His pleasure? The angels dwell there. Alright? He will, he will be there and the angels worship Him there. That's all. Okay, what about hell? So, Ariel asks, why did God create hell? Why do you think so, um, Ignatius? I know you have two hours, three hours of sleep. More than me, so. Why did God create hell? To put unbelievers there, right? So now God create heaven. Okay, so now God created hell. Alright, fire. God describes with fire. Um, so God created hell to put uh, unbelievers there. Who who thinks so? Who thinks so? God created hell to put the unbelievers there. You think so? Sing sing Shenrei. God created hell to put unbelievers there? No. God created hell. Why it gives us a complicated answer? God created hell. God created hell when? After after Lucifer fell and Lucifer brought the one of the angels with him, right? Correct? God created hell after Lucifer fell. So are you saying that God created hell? So then, then after that, man fell. Man fell, then unbe- man fell, then unbelievers will also join, will also go to hell. Okay, so, so I still don't understand. God created hell for what? To punish sin. Okay? How do you know God created hell after 
God created hell for the for Lucifer and the fallen angels. How do you know that? You vaguely recall someone mentioned it before. Okay, let's turn to Matthew 25, verse 41. Matthew 25, verse 41. Matthew 25, verse 41. Matthew 25, verse 41. Now, shall we read together? Uh, Anna, you need to share with Daniel. Alright? Daniel, next time you bring your Bible. Alright? Okay, you see? Your sister is sharing. Okay, shall we read together? 2541, reading 1, 2, reading. Okay, so then shall I say to them on the left hand. Now, here is where Daniel said to sort out the people. <laughs> Alright, where do you get the sorting out of the people? You read in verse 32. Let's read verse um, 32 to 33 together. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the right, but the goats on the left. So just now, God said to the people on the left, the goats, the goats. Drop properly, eh? Now, on the day of judgment, Kelly, you know it's day of judgment? The day where God will judge. You know what judge? Judge means God will, um, God will judge. <laughs> Shama, what's a kid's word for judge? Difficult. You know it's judge. Oh, you know now. Okay. <laughs> okay, not to embarrass me. Alright, so judge. Now, God will judge judge sinners. So those that say, I don't want to believe in Jesus. I don't care about God. Alright? When God judge, God say He will send them to hell. Alright? Then the believers, the believers are on which side? Left or right side? Left or right side? Faith. The believers are on the left side or right side? Left side. <laughs> okay, you, you cannot get it wrong the second time. Okay, believers on the right side, unbelievers on the left side. Okay, they will be judged. The believers are called what? Huh? The believers are called sheep. The unbelievers are called goats. Alright, goats. Goats sound like sheep also. Right, made the same sound, but they are unbelievers. So, where does God say, I will send the goats to? Hell, correct? I will send them to hell. And here, okay, all listen carefully. Now, Noah, faith. What does God describe? Okay, God said, I will separate them left and right, correct? And I will, sell, I will send unbelievers to a place called hell. What did God describe hell to be for in the first place? So, let us read Matthew 25, verse 41. Let's read together. Then shall he say unto them on the left, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Alright? Hell, God describes as a place that was prepared 
in the first place for who? The devil and his angels. So Shenri is right. When the devil and the angels fell, God created hell for them. Hell was meant for them. Okay? Did God create hell for man? No. God intended man to live forever. Not in hell, but man disobeyed God, man fell. So now man will go to the place where God actually prepared for devil and his for the devil and his fallen angels. So hell was prepared for them, for the devil and his angels in the first place. Okay? Alright, so Ariel, why did God create hell? God created hell to punish sin. Yes, for the devil and his fallen angels. Alright? Then when men disobey God, men don't believe in Jesus, then God also has no choice but to send them to hell with the angels. Alright? So God sent God created hell for punishment of sin. Alright, Ariel? Okay? God created hell for punishment of sin. Okay? So, do you want to believe in Jesus? Yes. So then God says, you are sheep. You are sheep. Then you go to the place that we described just now. It's called heaven. Alright? What about Kelly? Yes, okay. The rest? I always ask you already. Okay, so now we understand God creating heaven and hell. Um, now, let's turn to Revelations 4.11. Revelations 4.11. Revelations 4.11. Okay, let's read together. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honour and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. So God created heaven for His pleasure. Okay? God created heaven for His pleasure. God created all things for His own glory. Now let's turn to, last one, let's turn to Luke chapter 16 verse 23. Luke chapter 16 verse 23. Shall we go there? Okay, you got it? Luke chapter... 16 verse 23 Okay, Luke 16 23 Shall we read together? And in hell He lifted up his eyes Being in torments And seeing Abraham afar off And Lazarus in his bosom Okay, so um, Now what did God say? God said that the rich man Remember the rich man? He did not believe in Jesus the rich man said, I don't want to believe in Jesus. I don't, want my, I don't care about my sins. I won't ask God to forgive me of my sins. So the, God says when he died, he was in hell, right? He was in hell. Lazarus was one that believed in Jesus and asked Jesus to be his saviour and save him. Okay, so would you ask Jesus to be your saviour today? Okay, so God says Lazarus was, was in Abraham's bosom. Means with Abraham, close to Abraham. Where is Abraham? Abraham was in heaven. Correct? So how do we know people die and go to hell? The Bible tells us that. Right? Does the Bible say that? Anna? Does the Bible say there is a hell? Does the Bible say there are people in hell? Does the Bible say hell was created for um, uh, devil and his angels? Yes. Does God want you to go to hell? Kelly? Does God want you to go to hell? No. That's why Jesus came to die for your sins. Right? Ariel? The same. Jesus came to die for your sins. So you believe in Jesus and He wants to take you to heaven. Okay? Alright. So that's all the questions we can answer this time.
to answer that heaven and hell is a real place. Uh, God created it. Believe in Jesus. Now, the next time I'm going to answer this question. Huh? And I want you all to go back and research. And from now onwards, you have homework because of Ignatius. Because Ignatius on the plane told me, why don't you give us the questions? And then the best way is to learn ourselves. We go back and try and find the answer. And then when we come back, we see whether our answer is right or wrong. Okay, so on the way out, you all thank Ignatius. <laughs> now, because this question always come, this question always come, and I think it's very good for you to really try answering it yourself. Because I realize every time I answer, I give you the answer. The few weeks later, I ask, no response. <laughs> like as if you first time you're hearing it. Right, so when you do research, hopefully you remember. Now, and this question always comes again and again, and I want to have a few key verses that you write in your Bible, and you're very sure once and for all. And when your teacher in school tells you this, you know exactly how to think from the Bible, alright? Okay, then the question is this. Where's the question? The question is... Does God answer my questions or tell me things in my dreams? Does God answer my questions or tell me things in my dreams? Means you sleep, you dream, and then God says, tell you to do this or not to do that. Or maybe you have a question, then when you sleep, you dream, ah, God seems to answer, answer me. Alright, does God answer your questions? Or tell you things in your dreams. Now this question comes again and again. Ariel, maybe I'll ask you, Ariel, how come you ask this question? Did the teacher in school say that God talks to you in your dream? Is that why you ask? No, I just once, I just once heard about God in my dream, and then I wanted. So, so when I had a question, I prayed to God and said, and said, can you answer my questions in my dream, and then. The next day, he didn't answer my question. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Ariel asked a very innocent but very um, pertinent question. Now, Ariel said um, he once dreamt about God. So, he, she decided to, when she woke up, she decided to pray. God, I have a question. God, can you answer my questions in my dream? But God did not answer. God did not speak to her in her dreams. So, she's wondering, will God answer her questions in her dreams. Yes? Uh, this wasn't really like a question in a dream, but uh, Joseph had the dream. Okay, so, so Samuel have a very good question. Joseph is also known as the? The dreamer. <laughs> because he always have dreams. Alright? He always have dreams. So does not God tell us things in our dreams? Right? So we want the answer of this question. Increasingly, I know a few children say, in school, my teacher told me that God answers us in our dreams. Okay, so it comes again and again. So I think I will answer this thoroughly and give you a few verses that makes you very clear about this thing. Alright? Okay? Alright, so the next time you come and do your homework. Alright, but the first person we will ask is Ignatius. <laughs> Alright. Okay, let us let us turn to God in prayer. Shall we pray?